podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What would happen to you if the pod just blew up and became the most watched Arsenal podcast? <laughs> We'd fight. Yeah, we would. Fight. We would. And I'd win the fight. <laughs> I, I would win the fight. Who Alex Turner could be like Who do you reckon would win, win the fight out of us three? Have Who you seen the guns, the mate? I would win the fight. I would win fight? the fight. You got old man. George, strength. how tall are you? You got old man. I'm not tall. Not tall at all. I'm like 5'9". Yeah, same, but same. I'm like... You're you're not 5'9". So I'm the tallest here. So technically... No, but with with like... With Air Forces... I am like... I am like... 200, 185. But with Air Forces, you're what? 4'7"? 4'8"? 4'7"? 6'7", more like. There, <laughs> there's some shots. We're going to have to see this. This is what the patrons want to see. I would win a fight. I would win a fight. Uh, uh, Lionel Messi, throw him over. Like, that's, that's me. I can't believe I'm the tallest here at 5'11". No. That is... That's embarrassing. Yeah, but with Air Forces, you're not. You're, you're not, you're not. Anyways, guys. On the floor, guys. These standards. Oh, yeah, Babs, how's your water hey. eye, mate? Is it watering anymore, lad? No, no more water. Tears in my eyes have disappeared. Because your boy is back on the kind of podcast. Welcome back, guys. Lads, we have a lot to discuss. But first things first, how are we doing? Does anyone have any watery eyes? No watery eyes today, mate. We were really worried about you. Really, really worried. Yeah, it, it was it was a devastating time. I was just sat was there it, going, my eyes are just watering. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. survive. But You just couldn't hack it. You've done 15 minutes of the instant reaction, and to be fair to you, it's taxing. So, was, you know... Listen, what happened off interaction? I won't tell you what happened because I don't remember half the stuff happened, right? It just happened, right? Anyways, we'll talk about something that has happened and that is breaking news in the Arsenal fan base. The return of Yuri and Timber. Now, I will say, there were some sources that claimed that he returned to full training at the end of February and people thought it wasn't happening. He's back. George called ba- I will yeah, say. George called it as well. George called it. If you go back to like, whenever it happened, August, September, George was saying fe- February. Canon exclusive. Yeah, it, look, it, <laughs> the kind of exclusive it, fe- it felt it's too good exclusive. to be true to me I was like no nah, just people were just saying George, it to get excited George said that on a but he went oh it's an exclusive but he meant it slightly seriously he said it like a couple of months ago I was like George that's not an exclusive <laughs> you know you guessing when he'll be back yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah. not an exclusive because it's weird because even, even Arteta was kind of alluding to he might return at the end of the season now I think he's confirmed that he might be in a squad for Sheffield United well you know what it like, is mate yeah. it's it's I, I legitimately think it's a Euros content like you can't hide it I think they fully well know that he's back uh, I said it back then I'll say it now I, I what is going in his favor is it was just an ACL for all of the hoopla around it. Um, I think the recovery timeline, it's just not an ACL. Uh, well, I know just, just an ACL, just an ACL. Just an ACL. not that you well, need the, just an ACL, but, but more in the sense well. that he didn't injure multiple structures like Jesus has injured his, his meniscus as well, you know, yeah. with his ACL. So that whole kind of knee joint is, is fairly stable. Um, and you know, you're only focusing on one thing on, in the recovery. So I don't think he's being rushed. I don't think it's early. It's great news. You don't want to put more expectation on him. But at the same token, if he's ready to play, he's ready to play. There's this big debate that's going on in the timeline right now that I'm noticing, at least, that people want to almost say, well, he needs to train for a month before we can see him play. And I'm sitting there thinking, if the physios are saying he's okay to play, he's okay to play. Like, I'm really, I'm really unsure. Professional physios are saying he's fine to play, well, but at Arsenal fan 6'3", says he needs... He needs a month. But Arsenal fan 6'3", knows ball, you know. He, he got does, that he one does. take ages ago, right? Yeah, yeah. He knows ball. He's got he it pinned ball. as well. Uh, he's <laughs> got it pinned, you know what I mean? Yeah, he got a thousand likes. He got it pinned. Yeah. He made it. He went viral. And look, uh, it is a good question, though, to be fair. Go on, go on. Go on like, I don't, I don't want to belittle it, because, like, it is, it is, it is a good question. Yes. It is is a good question about what kind of timber we have receiving it is a good question about us having only two games 
until the break and then a 19 day break until the Eddie had, right? Like there is not a lot of games for him to fit in anyways. It's Sheffield and it's Brentford and that's it, right? So um, you don't have a lot of games within this month of March. And um, I, I do think looking at it, 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 it kind of seems to me that Arsenal has taken the approach of extra caution for a lot of these injured players. Even what he was saying about Tommy Asu himself, about how there was like a little bit of a difficult recovery, but they took the decision to extend um, his recovery timeline a bit um, because they could and they were able to. And I think all of this is good. Even his comments on Jesus, by the way, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, you know, not very endorsing. You know, he's fit, but for how long, we don't know. That seemed a little ominous yep. in terms of the quotes. And um, I just think in general, Arsenal are taking this kind of approach where let's get until the break. I want a fully fit squad and we have 10 games. It doesn't matter that there are three days um, break between games, but there is a month and a half, almost two months of 10 game blocks that we need everybody fit and as fit as possible. And I think that's been the goal. So on a whole, it's massively exciting. I think Yuri and Timber gives us a crazy amount of build-up versatility, an insane amount of uh, kind of transition control in the middle of the park, and it definitely gives us a level of agility that I think we have lacked in some matches, something that ironically Jorginho has been able to give us quite a bit on the ball. But there's this kind of middle third passing that I feel has been missing. And if you're going to look at the Martinelli problems of the left-hand side this season... And you look at what Yuri and Timber offers you on the ball in terms of those areas. I start to think, is Martinelli going to have a really fun relationship back again? Is he going to start getting the ball in better areas? Are we going to start having a bit more of a passing influence down that side to connect people a bit more? Because we've seen what the right-hand side has been able to do. And I think that we've lacked a little bit more of that on-the-ball presence on the left to allow Martinelli and that side to click as well as it could. So... That's something that I'm excited to see. But yeah, on a whole, you take it game by game. But I also really feel strongly that if Arsenal believe he's ready, he's ready. We don't have to caveat it with U21 appearances, with yada yada. Guys, they have machines, okay, that measure your muscle fiber and measure your mu your functional stress at the beginning of preseason. They, they have it down to a newton, how much your muscle can take. I don't think that you know, they're necessarily rushing them soon. I don't think that they're not taking things in. I don't think they're not looking at things medically very, very specific. I got I got an NVQ in sports science from Brentford College, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> Brentford College, that's local. <laughs> listen, listen, I, look, I, I reckon, yeah, look, he, he will be back, unless, of course, he's got a watery eye, in which case we have to give him a bit more time. <laughs> he, he, needs, he, needs, he needs to get there as well. But now, let's, let's talk about where he plays, Alex, because he started off as a left-back at Arsenal. You know, and he played a, quite a few games there. Uh, did he play right back in his first game? I, I think I'm pretty sure he came he off the bench right I don't back. know about first And he was game, he dribbling forward straight away. Yeah, he played a few games right back as well. So the question then becomes, of course, at Ajax, he was a centre-back. In this Arsenal team, is it for Ben White when he's fully fit? Is it for the left-back, obviously, because obviously Zinchenko's not fit right now or returned and you've got Kivios taking that role recently? Or can you see, could he play as a centre-back if Saliba was to be rested or, you know, injured? I think next this is my one of my big predictions next season. I think next season we're going to try, and I think the plan for this season was to invert on different sides and try the inversion on different sides depending on the game state, depending on how the opposition are pressing, depending on how many they've got midfield, so on and so forth. And I think it would have been something that we'd slowly see this season that 
the right might go in and the left might go in. I think Timber can do it on both sides. Um, to answer who he actually comes out of the team for, I think initially, uh, sorry, he comes into the team for, I think it will initially be on the left-hand side. But I wouldn't be surprised to see certain games where we say, what, what we're building, I think, is, and Timber is kind of a perfect example of this, is, right, we have certain principles of play. We build up like this when we're being pressed like this. We try and uh, we attract players on the right-hand side with Saka, who gets three doubled up upon, and then we try and switch it quickly over to the left-hand side. Whatever it is, all these all these patterns, all these principles of play that we can see and we can understand, right? Then it's about profiles and going, right, so for this game, we think we need a, bit, a little bit more transition control for Timber. Or for this game, we think his carries into the midfield. We've noticed that Bruno Gimaraj jumps very soon, and we think it will create some space for Martinelli, so let's put, let's put Timber in. But in another game, whatever. So, and I know you hate me when I answer questions like that because you want a starting eleven. But I, I do think it, it's, it's uh, that's where I think the team is going. And I think then to answer who does he come out of the team for, it does depend on the game. I think broadly it will be on the left hand side, especially at the beginning, because I think Ben White's in terrific form. Um, I think that relationship with Saka in such in such amazing form as well. I don't think you want to upset that that relationship. But I think it is going to depend on a lot on the opposition. Mm. Um, I will say I don't see him at centre-back. I don't see him taking okay. one of the two slots as Saliba or Gabriel. I think the ro- there's... Maybe the roles change. I don't know. Um, and maybe something, you know, maybe we, if you have Kiviora left-back and Timber at left centre-back and Saliba, maybe you see uh, Timber steps forward and Kiviora becomes the third centre-back. I don't know. There might be something different we haven't seen. But right now, I think partly because of his size and pace, but also because what, what he offers us and what the centre-back role is right now at Arsenal won't show him off to his best abilities so I think it will be one of the fullbacks and I think initially it'll be the left hand side mm. and I think the real question for Arsenal fans is what what are the main attributes he's bringing back to us because we saw him a few games in pre-season you know and it's a long while ago since then we've gone through a lot as a team so I think let's remind Arsenal fans what Timber thrives at most I'm pretty sure Alex has got a video on his channel you can go back and watch anyways we'll talk about why he's so exciting but let's talk about George what is the one attribute you think that Timber will bring into this Arsenal team is it the ball carrying or is it the, the, the 1v1 defensive security um, I, I think he's got a, a big package in general uh, where he's very complete oh yeah um, I think that he gives us a level of build up flexibility that very few fullbacks do in the squad potentially only Ben White um, in terms of the amount of roles that he can fill. But the one thing that is a superpower is that turn, that that half turn, that feint that he's able to do. I think he's probably one of the sharpest half turns in the squad. And his ability to kind of create space in that manner is something that very few players, I think, in the squad have. Um, his passing is something I'm looking that the team's missing the most. I think his individual superpower is that feint um, and his ability to kind of operate in whatever zone, whether it's left, right, no passing angle bias, little plug for the tactical term uh, that we did earlier. Um, and I, I think for the team, though, that left-hand side is missing an aggressive passer between the lines. It's very punchy. I find that he's quite, he's really weird, actually. In the first phase, I find him quite conservative with his passing. I actually rarely find him uh, incisive or, you know, it's always safety first in that build-up phase, which is fine. It's really good. But as soon as he enters the middle third of the pitch, he starts to get very creative. He starts to find people between the lines early and quick. And there's a level of underlapping ball carrying that I think could be very interesting within this left back role, particularly that's a little bit wider and more touchline now. With Ben inverting, it it means that there's a little bit more of a stress for the left back to be touchline, but then want to arrive 
up through the middle of the pitch in an underlap. And that's something that Urien Timber has been showing at Ajax for a while. I had to put it in. I haven't said it in a while. Um, and uh, I think that that total uh, kind of amount of on-the-ball authority is something that, look, we haven't had on the left-hand side. That's what the team, I feel, is going to miss the most. Himself, it's that turn, that half-turn, that ability to turn on a sixpence. That, I think, it gives us a level of press resistance in those deep areas that is going to be really frustrating for man-to-man presses to uh, to press Arsenal with. I think I think what you said about Martinelli is big as well. I think he'll the the attraction that Timber will do of certain with certain runs and certain certain passes will be big for Martinelli. Yeah. It is it is really exciting to see, uh, see Timber return as well. But obviously, I've still got quite a few players returning. You've got Zinchenko maybe as well, and of course, you've got a returning potential Gabriel Jesus. Now, here's a question I've got for you guys: With Havertz's recent form up front and the issues he's been causing, I saw a stat that and uh, I think against in every game he started as a striker, he's created over um, a zero point five xG plus expected assist. So he's always causing issues. He's always making chances for himself. When he's got that form and he scored his first goal as a striker against Newcastle, do you change it for Gabriel Jesus? Or do you let him keep that form, pick up confidence, Alex? I, 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 I'm more conservative on this. I don't like changing a winning team. And when people say, you know, like not not massively anyway, I think you might might change one or two things, but I don't like wholesale changes to winning teams. I just I just don't see the point in it. I understand some other people might be might slightly more ideological and say, well, we want this for Jesus and the idea of what he might be. But the reality is we've won six games in a row, scoring 25 goals with Havertz in the team. So I don't see why we take him out. However, it's like when people say, is Partey in your best 11? Right now, a fully fit Partey doesn't, doesn't start for me at Sheffield United because the team's really functioning. However, 20 minutes into that game, I might be calling for Thomas Partey. We know that we it's Arsenal and, and, and football. We know that within half an hour, a, a narrative can completely switch. We've completely lost it. Everything's gone. We're never going to be good again. I'll t- get Arteta out. All this stuff. We know immediately that stuff will happen. So, su- such a short amount of time can change a, a narrative so, so quickly. So for me right now, I keep the team exactly as it is. Um, I, w- I actually wouldn't change anything. I'd even keep Kivior in, even if Tomiyasu or, or Zinchenko are fit. I'd keep everything the same. But within forty-five minutes, it could be that um, it could be that Jesus is right or Partey is right, whatever. I think what Havertz does. I think for me, I said this on a stream recently. I think the number nine position for Havertz clarifies his actions so much. It it makes it so much more obvious to me what he's doing. I think he's a lot more conservative in smaller spaces in the midfield. He just plays a simple pass. He doesn't necessarily want to carry. I think he's, I still don't quite know why, but I still think he's very, very conservative in the middle of the pitch. But as a number nine, I think he feels more able, possibly because he played it more before at Chelsea, whatever, I don't know, but to throw his weight around a bit more, be a bit more expansive in how he plays off the ball and in his movement and be a, a much more of a facilitator, which is natural for this Arsenal team um, over the last sort of 18 months with, with the, that kind of Jesus profile and Saka Martinelli being the stars. So I just think it really works for him. It clarifies what his role is a lot more. And it also helps for people from the outside looking in when he scores and he's playing number nine or Havertz is a number nine. It gives him a very clearly defined role. I don't think he is a number nine. I think he just thrives in certain spaces and it works at times. But I think it gives him a very identifiable strength and and role in this team and that really suits him at the minute mm, it definitely does and I think he's, he's definitely a very instinctive player and up front it's, it's very much instinctive but um, you know I think we need also to talk about the returning uh, number five Thomas Partey because 
I actually think he's back this time. I don't know if we're going to wake up to news tomorrow and it's like another hamstring injury. Uh-oh, here we go again. Maybe it's a watery eye. You never quite what's, know. What's that meme? How do you stay positive? Delusion. Yep, Thomas exactly. Partey's not staying fit, mate. Yeah, so, so it's a matter of how long he's going to be fit for. Can he give us a strong end to the season, George? Because we've not we've got a lot of games coming up, but it's not the whole season. We've got less than half a season left. If they can stay fit for the remainder of the season, do you reckon he will break into the first team and then that will allow Rice to play higher up the field? Thanks for checking out the Canon Podcast. To hear the full episode, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Pod. Sports Social Podcast Network.